Let's Face the Issues is a daily broadcast ministry of First Conservative Baptist Church with Dr. Gene A. Youngblood. Dr. Youngblood is also the founder, president of Conservative Theological University. Let's Face the Issues broadcast deals with real issues facing our culture today from a biblical perspective. God created three institutions, the home, government, and the church. Therefore, any issue that is harmful or has a negative impact on either of these institutions will be carefully dealt with and confronted from a biblical worldview. Too often, good people are afraid to confront serious issues that are attacking the church, the home, and Christians. We must stand against the enemies of the family and the church. Tune in each day for another broadcast of Let's Face the Issues with Dr. Gene A. Youngblood. Here is Dr. Youngblood with Let's Face the Issues. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. It's always our delight to have you on board with us. As we face the issues each and every day, let me remind you that we do so based on the authority of the written, revealed, inspired, infallible, inerrant Word of God. I call it the truth book. Jesus said to his disciples in John 8, 31 and 32, If you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And then in John 14, 6, the Lord Jesus says, I am truth. And further, he makes a declaratory statement in John 17, 17, where the Lord Jesus Christ, if you please, points to the word of God. And he says, thy word is truth. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I commend it to you. It's the truth of the word of God. And each day as we bring to you a discussion on the issues of the day, we do so based on the authority of the written, revealed, inspired, infallible, inerrant word of God. It's not based on an ideological bent or political uh, ideological philosophy. It's not based on denominational dogma, some philosophical rhetoric, but it's based on the word of God. Keep in mind, the Bible says, when it refers to our nation, referring to the foundation, says that the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? It's in Psalms 11.3. And may I remind us, we're passionate about talking about the issues that confront us, because any issue that confronts the church, uh, the coming out of the government, or confronts the home of the family, or faith of the freedom in America, it is something that every Christian, every conservative, every patriot ought to be vitally concerned about. I'm always taken aback and saddened to see so many Christians, so many so-called conservatives and patriots, uh, that will sit back idly, say nothing, do nothing, not take a stand. And I believe we're in an era today, as never before in the history of America, that we need to take a stand on the truth. And lest I forget it, ladies and gentlemen, that telephone number is 831-0917, 831-0917. Your telephone call goes directly through to the studios and right to our microphones so that we can entertain your question, your comment, your dialogue and discussion. Let me remind you, when we talk about truth, it was the secularist George Orwell that made the statement, the further a society drifts from the truth, the more it will hate those who speak it. And if you've not noticed that, suppose you've been silent. As we stand for truth, speak the truth, uh, we're going to find those that will confront the truth. And it was Orwell in his uh, uh, dystopian novel called 1984, uh, written back in 47-48, that George Orwell made that statement. We'll find it come to be true even today. It was the former senator Jim DeMint. Jim DeMint warns Americans the decline. American decline is linked to the death of truth. Let me read you in part what former senator Jim DeMint said. Truth is the core principle of Judeo-Christian values, which are foundation of the Western civilization. Judeo-Christian values are derived from the Bible. 
and the Christian church is the only custodian of the Bible. If you want to know the reason for the death of truth in America, look no further than the decline of Bible-based Christianity. And he further makes this de facto statement that I find to be so relevant. The former senator explained this, quote, what we believe about truth does not change what is true. What we believe about reality does not change what is real. There's no greater example of arrogance and self-worship than to assume whatever we believe is true and real. Yet that is precisely the prevailing view in America today, even in the Christian churches. So, ladies and gentlemen, we need to be aware that we're being sold a bill of lies. We're being lied to. And so many are believing the lie, taking the devil's lie as truth and remonstrating against the truth uh, because that's what they have been told not to believe. Ladies and gentlemen, it was the 15th century theologian and church reformer, Jan Hus, that made this statement. Faithful Christians seek the truth, listen to the truth, learn the truth, love the truth, tell the truth, live the truth, and defend the truth even to death. And I commend that to you. I believe it's time, we as Americans, if we honor God, if we love the word, if we're going to take a stand for that which is biblical, that which is righteous, that which is constitutional, and for our Bill of Rights, we need to do that very thing. We need to be willing to stand for the truth, even if it means facing death for doing so. And I don't know of any time in the history of the United States of America in the past 245 years when that's more relevant, more real, more necessary than this very day. Ladies and gentlemen, this portion of today's broadcast is sponsored by Tools for Time. Tools for Time is an outdoor power equipment dealership company specializing in the turnkey business packages for individuals looking to own your own landscape or lawn care business. Tools for Time carries the full line of equipment for the homeowners with brands like Honda and Echo. Tools for Time carries the full line of hurricane preparedness equipment. And ladies and gentlemen, Tools for Time has the full line of Honda generators with a knowledgeable staff that can answer all of your questions about backup power. Tools for Time has the knowledgeable staff that can answer your questions about the professional as well as the homeowner brand landscape and lawn care equipment. Perhaps you ask the question, where can I find Tools for Time? Tools for Time is located at 11291, that's 11291 Old San Augustine Road. It's right at the intersection of I-295 and Old San Augustine Road. There's a gigantic flagpole, 165 foot in the air. Old Glory flowing 24-7, the intersection of I-295 and Old St. Augustine Road. Find that flagpole with Old Glory flowing. At the base of that flagpole, you'll find the home of Tools for Time. Toolsfortime.com. Toolsfortime.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be talking about abounding lawlessness in America. Abounding lawlessness in America. And I have with me today one of our four sons, retired law enforcement uh, officer, Glenn. Glenn, good to have you with me today. Good morning. I'm thankful to be here. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the lawlessness, and I figured that since his background was in law enforcement, it would be an interesting subject for us to talk about lawlessness in America today. Ladies and gentlemen, may I remind you that the Word of God, the Bible, warns us that in the last days we will be living in a world of lawlessness. Let me just read you a few verses that validate what I am saying to you about that. Most are familiar with the fact that in Matthew 24 we find the eschatological prophetic text as to what the last days will be like. I'm going to read you a unit of thought, and then I'm going to pluck out of that unit of thought a verse and focus on that for what we're talking about today. The scripture says in Matthew 24, beginning with verse 4, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Listen, Jesus is saying that in the last days we need to be very aware. Take heed. That's listen up. Look out. Be aware. And not let anybody deceive you. Why is that so? 
he says for that little word is gar it's the Greek word gar it's because so he says don't let anybody deceive you and then he tells us why we ought not to let someone everyone or anyone deceive us in the last days for many shall come in my name saying I am Christ and shall deceive many and you shall hear wars and rumors of wars see that ye be not troubled for all of these things must come to pass uh, but the end is not yet for a nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places and all of these things are the only the beginning of sorrows then shall many deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake verse 10 and 11 and 12 and then shall many be offended that's the word scandalon caused to stumble and fall and shall betray one another that's what you call snitches, and that's what's being advocated by the governments today around the world, and even right now in America, where even the FBI is saying that you need to snitch. That is, you uh, find somebody, friend, relative, neighbor, co-worker, that you think is going awry of what is the COVID plan and procedure for the uh, Biden administration, and you call the FBI and notify them. That's the snitches. And the scripture says, and there shall be many offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. The word many, by the way, is the word megos. We got our word mega from that. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Ladies and gentlemen, that word iniquity is the word for twisted, perverted sin. It is the main thought is lawlessness. And read the scripture again in verse 12, chapter 24 of Matthew. And because lawlessness shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold or shall be rampant, if you will. So, ladies and gentlemen, we need to understand what we're faced with in society today. We're going to be talking about that. Glenn and I will be sharing with you some thoughts in relationship to what's taking place. We'll be talking about the COVID vaccination, the COVID pass, the COVID push, and the threat for our liberty in America and the threat for our constitutional uh, rights and the freedoms that we have under our Bill of Rights. But ladies and gentlemen, one of the latest clear examples of this lawlessness that I'm speaking of today, we're talking about abounding lawlessness in America. Let me remind you that telephone number is 831-0917, 831-0917, and that lawlessness is very clear today in our nation. Just last Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, something took place that perhaps you've not read about, heard about, because it's not been shown on national news at all. It's not been shown on the Communist Network news, ABC, CBS, NBC. ABC is always bashing Christ, and uh, uh, CBS is Christian bashing uh, society, and that's what we find on these networks today, ladies and gentlemen. But just last Saturday, it was in the afternoon, downtown park in Portland, Oregon. A group of people had gathered to at the waterfront to have a worship service. Now you would think that's all right. They gathered together to have a worship service. But ladies and gentlemen, Antifa by the dozens carrying face shields dressed in black showed up to put an end to the peaceful gathering for worship. The Antifa thugs spit on the people, sprayed them with tear gas, uh, shouted uh, profanities at them, destroyed their sound system. And then the anarchists shouted, where's your God now? Uh, Glenn, I don't know about you, but that makes my blood boil makes me very angry we have a group of people who apparently have become protected lawless and they act with impunity they get arrested they get bailed out they have yes. charges dropped mm -hmm. look at look at the um the city and the state they're in where they want to defund the police where they want to pull the police department back where they reprimand 
and punish police officers for doing their job. So they're in a no-win situation. Well, in this particular case, I find it absolutely the epitome of sadness because law enforcement were standing down. Let me just read, uh, ladies and gentlemen, a brief blurb from this extensive article. Suspected Antifa agitators invade prayer event launched unprovoked attack on worshipers. Evangelical Christian group had gathered peacefully on Saturday afternoon at downtown park near Portland waterfront for a worship service when dozens of armed Antifa terrorists carrying shields dressed in black showed up to put an end to it all. Journalist Andy Nago, that's NGO, uh, posted a video on the incident on Twitter. In the first video, Antifa thug is shown trying to provoke the worshipers, but the worshipers refuse to engage. One worshiper is heard saying, uh, what are you mad at us about? Another said, we speak peace to you in Jesus' name. The agitators move toward this man, shouting unintelligibly as the rest of the group closes in on the worshipers. An Antifa member grabs the microphone to announce that all cops are bastards in the name of Jesus. Amen. The mob started toppling sound equipment, which they eventually threw into the nearby waterfront. Some of them sprayed what was believed to be pepper spray on the worshipers. A voice can be heard yelling, where is your God now? Ladies and gentlemen, do you see the emphasis? It is total abounding lawlessness, and it is a hatred and animus for anybody to be called a child of God, a Christian. This article goes further, says Nago, that's the uh, reporter, notes that the police did not intervene at all while watching, and no arrests were made. According to the report of the police, uh, Portland Police Department, they, quote, had no interaction with the group at all. The article further states, Antifa just rolled in like an angry mob, started throwing flash bombs at everybody, macing everybody, rotten eggs thrown on everybody, black spray paint was sprayed. Uh, they threw a flash bomb in the group of kids that were out there. They were four months old to 10 years old. Yes, this is ruthless and lawless. A pastor who asked the Antifa not to throw things at the children was maced in the face. And it goes on the article, ladies and gentlemen, talking about what is taking place. That is the epitome of not just anarchy, but of a total sense of lawlessness. Because we're finding in society today that you have your... Uh, Black Lives Matter thugs, radical anarchists, radical uh, folks that want to destroy and overthrow the American Constitution, those that have the mindset somehow, some way that they can burn police stations, burn buildings and burn cities. And then you have Antifa, both of which are anarchist and uh, radical Marxist against America. And they can burn cities, they can shoot police officers, they can burn buildings. And if they're put in jail or if they're booked, uh, they're summarily bailed out. And uh, Glenn, I find that it's antithetical to anything that's called uh, law when the now sitting vice president, uh, Kamala Harris, uh, had a group set up organized to fund the bail money for all of those Black Lives Matter and Antifa as they'd get thrown in jail. And yet somehow, some way. When you go to the Capitol building to have a peaceful uh, demonstration, where you have a peaceful uh, listening, a group listening to the president speak, and because Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and the whole meeting infiltrated by FBI thugs with badges, brought about a riot in the Capitol. We have about 600 that have already been arrested, charged, and several dozen of those still in jail with no bond, no bail allowed. 
Now, I find that total, complete lawlessness that's abounding in America today. And I don't know about you, but I get a little uptight with it. You see, as we study the scripture, you find it very clear that we have a nation today that fits the profile of what the scripture talks about in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34. Righteousness exalted the nation, but sin is the reproach to any people. Let me go back and read that again. Righteousness, that is right with God, that is standing right before God, exalted the nation. The word exalt means to lift up, to glorify, but sin is a reproach, a dishonor, a shame, an insult to any people. And yet, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we see taking place in our great nation today because we have the thugs in charge. Glenn, I've called it the inmates in charge of the asylum. Oh, that's true. I think you, you hit the nail on the head <clears throat> talking about Kamala Harris, former, I believe, attorney general in the state of California. Yep. She was in that position when the uh, Project Veritas caught Planned Parenthood selling baby parts. Yes. Instead of prosecuting Planned Parenthood for breaking the law, they went after Project Veritas to squelch the truth. That was Kamala Harris. So the problem is coming from the top. You have men and women in law enforcement who are trying to do a good job. They are doing a good job. They've been vilified. They've been shot, killed, uh, maimed. They always catch the brunt of any situation when they take action, and then they turn around and they say, well, why aren't you doing anything? And then you've got police chiefs appointed by uh, liberal mayors. So the police chief is doing what the mayor wants. They're no longer a law enforcement official so much as they are a politically correct politician. And so the mayor restricts a police chief into not allowing the officers to do anything. I'll bet if you go back and could get a freedom of information request, you will probably find that the mayor directed the police chief in Portland, Oregon, or wherever that event was you were telling me about, Portland. not to take action. Mm -hmm. Therefore, police officers sworn to uphold the law are then restricted from upholding the law. Mm -hmm. uh, as a result of that, across the nation, suicides of police officers are way up. Yes. They say you're twice as likely to have a police policeman die from a suicide than to have him killed in action. Mm -hmm. But nobody talks about it. Uh, anytime the bad guy shoots the policeman, oh, it was you know, the poor bad guy. All right. They're not allowed to reveal this criminal history or the fact that they were fighting the police. They vilify the policeman. When Michael Brown was shot by Darren Wilson, they never revealed that Darren Wilson had – or rather Michael Brown's DNA was on Darren Wilson, the police officer's gun. But they kept claiming that, Dar that uh, Michael Brown was unarmed, hands up, don't shoot. How was his DNA on Darren Wilson's gun? They were fighting over a gun. Was that an unarmed confrontation? No, sir. But the media spun that out of control. Okay, hands up, don't shoot, police officer killing people. All right? And they magnified that to the degree that now police officers are not taking enough action. They're backing off. And that further increases the lawlessness. Mm -hmm. And what you find, too, uh, Glenn, is, for example, in Portland, Oregon, where this event took place last Saturday, and in Seattle, Washington, and in other places across America, including some of the House members in the United States uh, House of Representatives, uh, they are now paying for private security for themselves. Uh, the mayor and many of the city council members in Portland, Oregon. Chicago, paying, the same thing. Chicago, the same thing. The politically elite and connected paying with taxpayer funds are call, ha heaping to themselves personal uh, 
law enforcement, personal protection, armed security for themselves. But we, the people, we're not supposed to have that same security and protection. And the very families, the very uh, communities that need the protection now are, be, are being uh, stripped of that protection because of the defund police movement and because they just, as you said, the uh, politically correct mayors that are saying to the appointed police chiefs, stand down and just allow it to take place and sit back and watch it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a stench in the nostrils of God. It ought not to be so at all. In fact, I'm looking at an article, and I got the title basically of today's broadcast for the subject called Abounding Lawlessness in America. The thought comes as a result of an article that's about a five- or six-page article. I'm not going to belabor it uh, on the broadcast because of time, but it just simply says lawlessness abounds. Lawlessness abounds. Let me just read for your benefit, ladies and gentlemen, two or three paragraphs from this five-page article. Another onslaught by the Luciferian globalist is underway because they are doubting, doubling down on the efforts toward world domination, the elimination of Christ's followers and national sovereignty. Yes, they'll soon be knocking on your door, your front door, seeking to force a needle in your arm, carrying an experimental poison. You should plan for it because they've told us that they're coming. Department of Homeland Security is already calling these door-to-door tyrants, quote, vaccination strike force, end quote. If you think this is all conspiracy nonsense and are still drinking the COVID Kool-Aid, I'm not sure what more I can tell you. It seems the majority of the populace is now completely brainwashed. While others can clearly see the truth that's right before our eyes, we're living in the words of Scripture from Second Thessalonians 2. God has indeed sent upon many people today a strong delusion because they have chosen to believe a lie. Now, I'll pause there for a moment. Glenn, you're talking about, we were talking about uh, before the broadcast, someone you don't need to call the name that you've had dialogue back and forth with that has chosen to believe the lie. He's not willing to listen to the truth. Uh, speak to that issue and what you find taking place that's so ironic. Well, as we as we do research, um, because the wise man said you'll never find what you're not looking for. Mm-hmm. As you do research and you try to share the truth, I've found that some people, a lot of people nowadays, they're not interested in the truth. In their mind, they've gotten just a little bit of information, so they have made their decision and they locked down on it. Uh, open debate is no longer tolerated. Uh it becomes more of an argument rather than an exchange of ideas where instead of, hey, let me at least read the information you provided so I can make an independent decision. It's they have made a decision and they only find information to back up their argument. And then anything you send them, oh, well, the fact checker said that's not true. OK, well, who paid the fact checkers? What fact checker did you use? Mm-hmm. OK, did you even at least read the information? We have a society today of sheep. Uh, for lack of a better term, they are sheep. They be, they've been fed the uh, the poisonous lies. They have believed the poisonous lies. They've been put in fear to obey because of the poisonous lies, and they're not listening to the truth. They're not hearing the truth. They're not even looking for the truth, so they will never find it. Right. Right. What was the quote that you made that if you're not looking for something? You, if you're, you will never find what you are not looking for. That's a pretty good statement. I wish I could say it was mine, but I, I stole it from somebody. <laughs> but the uh, the information is out there if you're willing to research mm-hmm. your information. Uh, in fact, 
God even promised that if we were searching for him, we would find him. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting thing, even in countries that haven't had the gospel presented, those that look up at the, at the heavens and they say, there has to be a creator, there has to be something bigger than me, and they actually ask God for the truth, God will send them somebody to reveal the truth to them. That's right. Missionaries have gone to other countries, and people have met them at the plane, saying that in a dream, God told them to go talk to that person because they had the information they were praying for. Mm -hmm. How did they know? Mm -hmm. Yes. Good. Absolutely. It is a matter of finding the truth, seeking the truth, learning the truth, loving the truth, telling the truth, living the truth, and standing for truth, even uh, if it means dying for the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, that telephone number is 831-0917, 831-0917. This article entitled Lawlessness Abounds further says this, Indeed, we have many believing, many lies these days, and the reason is that God himself has sent them a strong delusion and allowed them to be consumed by it because they received not the truth of God that they might be saved. Even many devout churchgoers today, listen to this, have believed all the lies that the government, health officials, and lying media have spewed forth because they dare say this is professed faith in God. God Almighty is not really genuine. They may have a form of godliness, but it's without the Holy Spirit and therefore without any power at all. And therefore, they've, uh, they are terrified. That's Satan's goal, you know, to keep us all terrified, compliant, obedient to the evil that is in the world today. He's having a field day with most people right now. Those within the true remnant of God can clearly see the hand of the enemy working in all that's happening these past two years, and we can clearly see where all of this is headed. The rest of the world are absolutely blind to the truth, under strong delusion, and therefore fearful. They fear the government. They fear man. They fear disease. They fear death. But they don't even know the Savior, God the Creator. The sad part is that all the plans of the Luciferian globalists have been openly revealed. While they do conspire against the Lord and his anointed believers, they haven't hidden anything. They've come right out and told us what they're going to do. Then they do it, and sadly, so many still remain blind to the truth. Citizens are essentially placed on house arrest as the nation was locked down. So-called health officials took control of our country for our own good, of course. The people were allowed to leave their homes. They were forced to cover their faces with masks, stand six feet apart from one another. Small businesses were forced to shut their doors, while big box stores were allowed to remain open. Churches were forced to close because they were told, and most agreed, even many Christians, that they were non-essential, end quote. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're looking at today. We're talking about the fact that abounding lawlessness in America. We're seeing that on every hand. And so you, the question perhaps you're asking and beg to be asked and demands to be answered is how do we respond? We're going to talk about that on this broadcast today. We're going to look further at what's taking place with the COVID pass, the COVID demand, the coming lockdowns. Yes, we will be faced with coming lockdowns again. We'll be looking at church closures again. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, just the article I was reading the other day, just in what is referred to as the Southern Baptist churches across America, some 9,800 some odd churches have closed permanently as a result of the previous lockdowns. Uh, may I say to you, that same article, it gave us numbers also in every denomination and literally thousands upon thousands of churches as a result of the COVID forced lockdown by the government have remained closed and shall not reopen. 
and multitudes of them based on the article and the research on that subject was that once they reopened, the members did not come back. They were still uh, seated on the side of the bed. Some called it Bedroom Baptist recently. Still seated on the side of the bed to watch some streaming worship on uh, the computer or handheld, handheld device of some kind. They didn't go back, and those that did go back ceased to give tithes and offerings, and the churches can no longer, no longer afford to remain open. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're faced with a major, major, major problem, and that is the force to compliance, the forced submission of our government today, and it's all based on the fear-mongering about COVID. And I want us to understand, ladies and gentlemen, COVID-19 is a dangerous, deadly pathogen that is very, very dangerous, but it was created in the laboratory at the direction of St. Anthony Fauci, or Emperor Fauci, or Uzziah Fauci, however you want to call him. He's the one that was responsible for the creation of it. And ladies and gentlemen, I believe that he should be held criminally responsible at this point for the death of almost 5 million people on a global basis. Yes, Anthony Fauci is the one that needs to be held responsible for that. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take about a one-minute break at the top of the hour for the news. Hang in there. Don't turn your dials. We'll be right back as we continue to face the issue. This is Let's Face the Issues with Dr. Gene A. Youngblood from First Conservative Baptist Church and Conservative Theological University in Jacksonville, Florida. To learn more, visit conservative.edu. 